Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Which we do appreciate. Merry Christmas to him. But I don't think the Chiefs team is the Chiefs team. No. And that worries me because I like this Chiefs team. I like how much fun they are. I like that the Swifties were getting involved. Yeah. I liked how big it was all going to become, especially with how they play in the playoffs. How Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and all the boys play in the playoffs. Electrifying football. I think they're dead. There's a chance. Uh-oh. Like the game. Time reaction, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I think they're dead. Yep, Gimmick stuff usually dead. works. Like the thing about it, this time last year, they were doing you know ring around the rosy against the Raiders. Oh my now, god, with their big offensive linemen, we're doing the whole. Uh huh. No, trying to who, hand it off. Who's Why? Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Andy Reid, though, we all thought that's why Eric Bieniemy had to go to the Commanders. Right. Uh-huh. Remember, he had to leave the Kansas City Chiefs to get a head coaching Uh-oh. job because whenever he's with the Chiefs, everybody just assumes Andy Reid does everything and Eric Bieniemy doesn't do anything. We can bring any slappy in here. We can even bring guy who's a terrible head coach. Yeah. Just kind of sure. put him back in here. This would be rehab, just like what Saban does for coaches mm-hmm. down in Alabama. They put Matt Nagy in there. All of a sudden, this team's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it? One half of the hammer. God. Cowboys turn digs is here. Uh, another team made a statement. Didn't make the top four that I mentioned at the beginning but yeah. still a playoff contender holy hell yeah the pittsburgh yeah. steelers Ooh. are a football team and the Bengals are dead what what oh. did we learn from that particular game because good on you guys the fans basically made that change at quarterback yeah uh-huh they were chanting fire my canada yeah mm-hmm. change fired them they start chanting we want rudolph bingo they're like a wwe crowd yeah it's awesome these people are actually mm-hmm. chanting and mike tomlin's like you know what yeah, all right, we'll do it. Met, first time firing offense coordinator in the middle of the season since like 1980-something, for 1960-whatever it was, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 40-something. 40 yeah. Never Jeez. happens. Then they make a uh, quarterback change here to Mason Rudolph, a yeah. guy who has, in the past, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, not played great football. Sure. No. George Pickens had a hell of a night. Congrats to George Pickens. Way to go, George. Now, he's obviously humbled by the whole situation that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> Doesn't want to hear it. But Mason Rudolph, a man who was wished to be out of the city of Pittsburgh at one point mm-hmm. during his career, is now a hero yeah. in Pittsburgh and a Christmas miracle, and all of a sudden we're alive again, Tony. Dude. Yeah, he's an absolute hero. I believe the last time he played was a tie against the Detroit Lions back in 2020. So he's had three years oh, to yeah. sit and reflect about his career and his life. Mm, and he came in phenomenal. and... Boy, oh boy, is the city rejuvenated. If the Steelers do not go to the Super Bowl, I will be <laughs> extremely surprised, okay? Whoa. There's, yeah. Okay. It's like a Tommy DeVito. No reason to lie. It's a Tommy DeVito, hey, Jeremy hey, Lane situation. Hey, Matt Canada's been fired. There's been two games where Mitch Trubisky did not start. Okay, let's just throw out the Mitch Trubisky starts. Those, don't, Mitch? those aren't a thing, okay? Mitch stinks. Mitch might stink at quarterback. We, we like this part. Yeah, but he yeah, might stink at quarterback, okay? Sweet man. In those other two games that Kenny and Mason started, they are averaging over 400 yards a game, my friend. They're averaging over 25 points a game. If that doesn't scream Super Bowl, I don't know what does. Especially with that defense. Huh? Boy, and extend Tomlin, okay? What were we thinking? You were thinking. Yeah? Huh? You were saying wholesale Changing. That's right. right. You were saying, Bill Carr came on and said, Tom's the right guy. Uh, me too. My loyalty's to winning, nothing else. But there's other people that wear cowboy hats. Wholesale change doesn't here. mean the head coach, okay? Well, I, that, I that just means stuff. Hmm. Well. Well, good for you, then. <laughs> yeah. Happy for you. Very Happy that you weren't on the wrong side of history. That Bingo. You Thank you. But Steelers are all the way back, though. I can't wait to see what they look like this upcoming week. Yeah. 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 You know, because this has been quite a... Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Now, T.J. Watt, uh, obviously, is the leader in everything defensively. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about it because the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, are not fantastic, you know, and they don't look like they are fantastic. But T.J. Watt just gets to the quarterback, mm-hmm. held, tackled, so what, says J.J., gets there. And then Highsmith's a dog, Cam Hayward's a guy. The defense, although I don't know, secondary, I don't know a lot of the names, feels like they made Jake Browning look like a way that Jake Browning yep, hasn't yeah. looked. So congrats to the Thank Steelers. Thank you. Appreciate that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mesa Rudolph has been named starter for this week. Wow. Why wouldn't he? Brooke just broke that news three minutes ago. We were all kind of confused when it wasn't decided immediately, but I think, uh, you know, Tomlin likes to do everything yeah. in a manner that I would feel he assumes is professional. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say this directly to the players before I tell the media yep. and everything like that. Good on him. Good for the
the Steelers. I do, too. Uh, joining us, a man who played nine years in the NFL, an absolute stud, played all the positions in the secondary. His fans, he's a fan of numerous teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also just loves good ball. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius mm-hmm. J. Baller. Yeah. Dolphins beat the Dallas Cowboys in a game mm-hmm. I think that was huge for the Miami huge. Dolphins. And it's not only because everybody's chatting about maybe the Cowboys go, maybe the Dolphins go. This could be a Super Bowl preview. Yeah, that's right. This could be AFC, NFC, Super Bowl preview. Everybody's talking Ravens, Niners. This could be one if both these teams were playing their absolute best ball. They got Jason Sanders going five for five, 350 plus yard field goals after hearing all week how good Brandon Aubrey was mm-hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this is how this works. The, the normally team meeting and then each coordinator will get up and kind of describe what's going to happen or what the game plan is or the head coach will to describe to the whole team what we're going to do. The amount of times that in front of his entire team, Jason Sanders heard that Brandon Aubrey is this freak. Mm -hmm. This guy comes into the NFL, never been done before. Mm -hmm. Doesn't miss any kicks, hits long kicks, hits big kicks. The game's tight, he makes them. The game's a blowout, same exact kick. This guy's a machine. Jason Sanders used to be that, right, Gumps? Hey, Jason Sanders used to be an absolute robot at one point a couple years ago, right? Yeah, then he got paid, and then the end of last year, struggled a bit, started this year. He was taking kickoffs, going out of bounds, missed a couple. He missed like a five or six in a row outside of 50, and now now he's all the way back. Okay, so he has the talent and the skill if you're in the NFL and to get paid in the NFL, you're there. So, like, at the kicking position, you're not competing against anybody but the ball every single time. Andrew Holder and Snapper, obviously, let's make this as easy as possible. But whenever all week you just get told, like, hey, boys, wait till you see this. This other guy. You know, and in Jason Sanders' head, he was that guy. That's why he got paid down there. So to see him bounce back, hit some big balls, that was like a nice showing of competitive oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that I see from mm-hmm. kickers that you can't always find. you got to find the moments that you can find who's like a dog and who isn't. But aside from that, how about the Dolphins getting a huge win? What did you see from them that makes you believe in the Dolphins? And what did you see from the Cowboys that makes us go, oh no, the Cowboys dead that. Huge win. i got to go back to Sanders for a second because he did hit the Kobe 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 2, the 5 field goal after the game. But um, it's a big win for the Dolphins. The thing, the narrative about them has been all year can they beat good teams can they beat a playoff caliber team and then you beat a team like Dak and the Cowboys came down not only that you get the win but Tua had to answer at the end of the game he had to answer he had to drive his team down and get him in the field goal range um so it was great to see that I love what I saw up front with Wilkins and Chubb off the edge and then offensively you know Tyreek Hill getting back in there we did lose potentially Jalen Wallow for a few weeks with a high ankle sprain which Ooh. is obviously a, a, a big deal but um still got Mostert scored his 21st touchdown. We played well as a team, as a unit. Tough, hard-fought game. Got a win at home, and now we got another one with uh, Baltimore coming up. I can't wait. We got big games down the stretch. Shout out to the NFL schedule makers who, you know, can't find it sometimes in the middle of the season. Sure. But towards the end here, we got some. You know, I wore these pants like this with these off-lights today Mm -hmm. so that we can, you know, this is the McDaniel look. And a lot of people bury him. You know, this guy be good. He dresses like that. Whoa. He's got those big sunglasses on. How about this new tradition of him running off the field <laughs> like this while holding his entire thing? Is that we do this fans? Is that fins fins up, baby. Oh, fins, fins, up. fins all the way up, baby. You guys love him? I oh, assume. hell yeah. He's, he's running all the time. He ran, like, on the field to call a timeout in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. His play calling. This guy's always We got to lose. We, I love Mike. We got to lose the corner fade. He called himself out for Fourth. it on hard knocks, and then he went back to it again with Cedric, Cedric Wilson on fourth and goal. So just be done with that, Coach. <laughs> yeah, he is always running. Yeah, the, he did that on fourth down, too. I think a lot of yeah, us were yeah. very confused because he's so intelligent of a play caller. He set so much, so many things up. Jalen Water went through it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, we've seen a couple times without Tyreek, they've had to do, and they have, 30-something, nothing, or whatever. And then they had to deal without Waddle for a good part of that game yeah. against Dallas Cowboys defense that I think we all have respect for. They're kind of, they get to Tootsie's foot. Uh, we, you think? Something's up. They look different, didn't they? That defense, I mean, they, if you think about it, they held, they held the Dolphins to five field goals. So yeah, if you right. come Red in that game and you say, hey, we hold him and keep him out of the end zone, Wait, I mean, you'll take that one touchdown. Yeah. Most of was only touchdown score. So Dan Quinn at defense, I know, you know, probably catching a lot of stuff, but I'll live with that result against that offense. Yeah, especially if you're because if your offense shows up a little bit more for you, you're obviously winning that yep. game. Yes. And look what you did when Tyreek was on the field mm-hmm. yeah. with Tua. Now Tua is a dog. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching him play. You forget that whenever he was introduced to the sporting world, it was halftime of the national championship. <laughs> he yeah. comes in and wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like the dude has it mm-hmm. in him. We're all pumped to watch that Dolphins team. I think McDaniel, what he has done with that culture. Now, none of us are watching Hard Knocks on Tuesday. 
No. So Should be. So tonight. Clips, guys, clips are great. You guys are Love the I'm clips. I'm watching it tonight. Me too. Me too. Oh, sure. So that's Me too. At least five more. We're watching tonight. If yeah. so, team on three. One, two, three. Team. All right. So we're watching it. Some yeah. people didn't say it. I didn't say it. I'm sorry. Well, I said it the first time and second time, but I was the one initiating it, so I felt obligated to do it. I'm not a lot there, but okay. I wanted to be... 10 p.m. Out. late. Come it on. Is like, and the clips are good, though. They are. I think like his leadership style and the team that they have does and can go on a run. Speaking of going on a run in a leadership style, January 1st... Oh. No, January 21st, mm-hmm. 2021. 121... 2021. 121. 21, which is a. It is the word like race car. And I It's an anagram. Palindrome. Palindrome. That's the word I know. I didn't know the anagram one. Go hang a salami on the lasagna hog. Okay. Same forward as it is backwards. Okay. What's wow. your face? <laughs> Why not? How about that? Learning something new. I just learned two new things. <laughs> yeah. Seven seconds. Anagram. Wow. Yep. So anagram is exactly similar, but. What? <laughs> Palindrome is the same. It's a, it's a palindrome. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Forward as it Anagram, is correct. You, anagrams, you take the wet letters from one word and use those same letters to make a different oh, word. Oh, I see a lot of those games. Oh, like yeah. Jumbo words. Yeah. yeah. And the, things like yeah. that. The drug right. thing. The dare thingy. So like dad, you know. Palindrome. Mom. Yep. Boob. Race car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get it. You yeah, get it. You got yeah, it. you got it. Okay. <laughs> and also, go hang a salami. I'm a lasagna hog. Now Shout to the slar monster. Yeah. That is that is the same Spell that forward out. and backwards. But on one twenty one twenty one, a massive thing happened for the city of Detroit. A man was hired to be the new head coach of the Detroit Football mm-hmm. Lions. Now Lions have been through some stuff. Oh, yeah. This team has sucked. Quite a lot a of stuff. Oh, this yeah. team has been really bad. Different ways of bad. Oh. But it's not just like outright terrible every game where they're losing like 70 to nothing. No, no. They actually put up fights every single week. And they'd be in it. And then devastation at the end. Mm. And you think to yourself, oh, I've experienced that. My team's done that a few times a season. Every, you know, I experienced sure. that Detroit Lions experienced that for every game of every season for 50 straight years. Forever. Yeah. Seemingly. Mm. In it, we're good. Mm-hmm. And then how do we mess this one up? Oh, I don't know. A guy hits a 66-yard field goal after a clear delay of game that doesn't get called, and it bounces yep. off the middle when it goes through. Yep. Oh, there's another 57-yarder on Monday night that a guy hits miraculously. Oh, there's a catch that goes off two heads. Oh, there's no catch. Oh, mm-hmm. there's it's every, that was their life. So on January 21st, 2021, when they hired this man named Dan Campbell, they had no idea what to expect. Nope. I assume there was a lot of folks that said, is this guy going to make my life happier in the fall? Is this guy going to be a guy that's going to win a playoff game for the Detroit Lions? Is this a guy who's going to be able to make us be relevant in the NFC North conversation in which we have been irrelevant for far too long? And then the press conference came. And this is what Motor City Dan Campbell said, his first statement as the Detroit Lions head coach. This place has been kicked, it's been battered, it's been bruised, and I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, that, uh, none of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit, so excuse my language. That's no, good. <laughs> all right, here's what I do know, is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, all right, and this city's yeah. been been down and it found a way to get up yeah. all right it's found a way to uh overcome adversity all right and so this team's going to be built on uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth what? all right and, and when you punch us back we're going to smile at you and when you knock us down we're going to get up and on the way up we're going to bite a kneecap off yeah. all right and we're going to stand up and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down okay all right and on the way up we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're the, going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. Okay. That's all you need to know. Uh-huh. We're going to punch you in the mouth, and then we're going to end up being the last one standing no matter what. Yeah. No matter how it has to happen. Remember, Dan Campbell was on the Detroit Lions that went 0-16 Oof. when a certain quarterback was quarterbacking sure. for that. Yep. We were oh, yeah. So he's been there. He understands what the city of Detroit is all about. And after that press conference, there's a lot of people that were m- mocking. Wow. Wow. That is not a, that's the opening press conference of an NFL yeah. head coach on a Zoom. 
here's what I want to say to not only my players, my coaches, but to all the Detroit Lions fans. And I assume there were some Lions fans that thought, here we go. <laughs> yeah. But they were getting kind of egged on to think that way by the national media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sports media cook this man. I think Eric Bieniemy was potentially up for the head coaching mm -hmm. job at the same exact time. So this doofus getting hired over Eric Bieniemy was obviously chatted about everywhere. Here's the biggest show on TV. First take, Max Kellerman's reaction immediately after the press conference. Do you think Lions fans should be excited or concerned about I, their new I'm head Lions, coach? If I'm a Lions fan, I'm concerned. I liked what Bieniemy had to say <laughs> about not getting a job better than what Campbell said. If I'm, a, if I'm evaluating talent, so to speak, mm -hmm. at the head coaching position, and Biennemi says, of course, this is something I'm working for, and I'm grateful to keep it, da, 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 and I don't want to distract from what we're trying to accomplish, that sounds like a head coach to me. We're going to bite off their knee. I, I see what Campbell thinks he's trying to get across. But, it, listen, you see from the introductory press conferences sometimes, we're like, uh-oh. That's Max Kellerman. Yeah, That's right. on first take. Pretty big show. Another massive show at the same time, Colin Cowherd. Here's Colin Cowherd's tweet about it. If you're looking for winners and losers in tonight's trade, consider this. Jared Goff goes from Sean McVay to Fred Flintstone. Mm. Won't end well. Colin Cowherd, actually, pretty good bar there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would have made me laugh if I read it at the time. I'm sure I did. He was pumped about it, and he believed it as well. But then you think about what has happened to this Lions team. Everything that Fred Flintstone had to say in that opening press conference has become come true. They started drafting pillars that build the culture that they yep. wanted. They set the culture publicly. This is the type of players we're looking for. When you get here, this is what we're doing. Dan Campbell's doing up-downs. Panay Sewell is fighting people. Yep. Aiden Hutchinson is losing his mind, committing every single moment of his life to this team. It's like everything he projected was like a call to people who were coming to the Detroit Lions. And it worked out for the son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who worked out? They did it. Here we are. Yes. On December 26, 2023. Yes. Not that no. far no. removed Pretty no. quick. from that opening press conference. And here's the speech that's being given now by Dan Campbell in a locker room after securing the first division championship in three do you just get up in the morning and figure out ways to make me crazy? Yeah! 103.7 The Buzz. We had some core foundation, but man, you find your new brothers, right? Nice. And you build from the ground up, and you've already developed through the core, which we did, man. man. We knew this wasn't going to be easy. You guys came in and earned it, and you've earned it all year. Give me the old guard up here right now. Come on, Dak Decker. Come on, Dak Whenever you do something like what we just did, it's special. It don't matter, man. And it don't matter how many you win in a row. They're special. But I can tell you this. When you're part of the organization, and it's been 30 years. 30 years. It's special, special, man. And these guys have been fucking dying for it and waiting for it, man. It's for you, baby. This first one's for you. The rest of you, Enjoy, brother. Quite a come up from being the laughing stock of everybody to the first banner in 30 years. Good on Dan Campbell and all the boys and girls that work for the Detroit Lions. Hell yeah. What a run, Foxy. Good for you. Yeah. One of your best beer chugs, you end up dumping it on your head. <laughs> that was really good stuff for you. But, like, honestly, yeah. the ride to get here mm -hmm. now. If you lose a playoff game, especially to Matthew oh Stafford, who's potentially coming back. Uh, right. You know, and that whole thing. Mm. It's a sour taste for the entire offseason. Right. But we're going to enjoy the hell out of this at some point, right? Like right now, we have to. 100%, Pat. When you're a fan of a team that has been so bad, like so, so, so bad, worst franchise in the history of sports, all you do as a fan is you find a little sliver of hope, right? You're just trying to find some sort of excuse to come back next year after next year after next year whether it's the draft whether it's a new player or whether it's a brand new head coach and gm and finally we finally found that hope that came through because normally like you said we lose in the most heartbreaking and, fashion and that game got 
Oh, yeah. Very, very close. Mullen, Viking like started out. Mullins yeah. Mullen dropped mean, the dime in that situation. All we had to do was fall on a fumble. Game over. Third and 28, Justin Jefferson makes the play. But then we did it. We get the interception, and we finally win a division championship for the first time in my life. And it literally is. Like we always talk about on this show, culture, coaching, and then obviously you got to hit some draft picks. But Dan Campbell did all of this, and the way he did it for the people of Detroit and Lions fans everywhere, it couldn't be any more perfect. It's gritty, it's tough, and it's all hard work, and we are just so pumped about it. And I honestly, since Sunday, have not stopped thinking about it. Hey, that's all. That's football, baby. Yeah, it's so, sports are the best, and this they is are. a great reason why. Especially for the city of Detroit. Yeah. Yes. How, about, how about him wearing that uh, IndyCar helmet? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. for the Detroit Grand Prix that yeah. happens up there every single year. Pretty big event, I think for Very. the city of Detroit and also IndyCar as a whole. Mm-hmm. And then he just got cooked. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he wore that thing. He got cooked. They were losing. They get their first win. How many wins in the first season of his head coach? They were 0-10-1, and they finally got their first win, and they ended up with three wins that year. And he cried. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And everybody, all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they've been through it. Oh, yeah. And now they win the NFC North. And Ty, have you handed the crown over to Detroit? You know, because I, pr- I appreciate the fact that Dan Campbell and the boys were like, you know, let's give Detroit one last same old Lions feel. Yeah. Mm. Let the Vikings start coming. <laughs> Remember? Mid- middle of the holiday, you know. Let's let them start creeping in. And then everybody in Detroit's like, wait, have we cured that problem of worrying about the Lions letting it go? Are we the brand new Lions? Or are we the same old Lions? They started creeping into the family conversations. You know, because they're breaking bread. They're talking about life. The Lions are on TV. This is the way holidays go. Wait a minute, the Vikings... Oh, you know some 60-year-old. Oh, yes. At some Detroit holiday gathering, yep. saw what was happening in that game. Oh, this is what they do. I told you. I told you. And instead, MCDC and the boys prove they're the brand new Lions mm-hmm. and hang a banner. What a Christmas miracle. Now, Ty, mm-hmm. are you passing a crown over to Detroit, or how's this whole thing go? Is there a sash, or how's this whole thing go? I don't know if I'm going to relinquish the, the crown quite yet, uh, because, I mean, I, I, but I did. I told Foxy six years ago when we first met each other, when we were interns, I was like, listen, dude, like, I know you love the Lions. I know you've seen this story over and over again, but until Rodgers is done playing in this division, it it literally doesn't matter what the Lions do. It just it just doesn't, and it, it didn't. I mean, last year, that was kind of like the, the final nail in the coffin to the Rodgers era in Green Bay when the, the Lions beat them week 18 to knock them out of the playoffs. That was supposed to be for the playoffs it, for the Lions. It, it yep. was. It was. Um, Seattle. But it's, it, it really is. Like, even with them being in the division, it's hard not to be happy for the Lions and for, like, Lions fans because, like, I mean, my, my entire life, you know, not, not just Foxy's my entire life, like my entire life, like the Lions have sucked. You look at that on the schedule, it's like, okay, boom, two wins, no matter what, like do- doesn't matter. And the Lions, historically, you know, they play the Packers pretty well, but just like they have done everything right. And then you look at like the draft day this year where all three of those guys that they drafted with their first three picks have made huge immediate impacts and they get shit on right away just because it's the Lions. And Easy to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it, because it's Dan Campbell. And for them to be able to, and even this year, like, you know, more so than a lot of other teams, like when they would lose or when they would get beat immediately, these guys are frauds. They suck. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And they kind of just, you know, I mean, that, that bunker mentality, like they had it all, all year. Yeah. You know, they, they were, they, they had each other's backs. Like, it, it's really cool seeing them not just shit down their legs down the stretch here and actually close this thing out. But now you do. You do have to win a playoff. Like you, I, I mean, Whoa. that's just the way it goes. Like, uh, no, we want a championship. It's awesome, but that's, how, that, playoff, that's how you break the, you know, like, <laughs> oh, just happy to be here type thing. Like, now it's an expectation. Like big, you, big first step. Exactly. Had the big first step, you have to go win at least your first playoff game this year. I don't know if you have to win the Super Bowl. That's a lot. But, like, if you want to get the stink off of just, like, hey, you know, we're just happy to be here. This is great. Like, that those days are over. Well, let them at least have a happy-to-be-here moment. Yeah, you know? that's what we're doing. We're enjoying this one for sure. And Barry Sanders used to handball the official because he'd been there before. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, what about the people who had? Like, there's first touchdowns happening yeah. all the time. Oh, those wow. people should be allowed to go bananas <laughs> and not be judged then. Is that how we're all talking about everybody? No, you should act professional. It's like, what if you 
accomplish something you've never done before and you've like been working your entire life for. How about the city you of Detroit? Ha- you have no idea how long I've daydreamed about this moment. And then I'm still day- daydreaming about that playoff win Ooh. and eventually that Super Bowl win. Because, you know, Ooh. you're going to be alive for a while, let's all hope. And all you can think about is, like, someday they're going to do it. They have to do it. Inevitably, in 80 years, they're going to win a Super Bowl, a playoff game, whatever. I something about human life expectancy is higher than it's ever been, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. It's, it's, like all for one. Exactly. So maybe 90 years, maybe 100 maybe. years. And yeah. so you just daydream about it so much, and that's what keeps you coming back. But that's also what makes you feel like an idiot, because when they don't do it, you're like, oh, another season. I spent three hours every single Sunday watching the team lose. So. Let's jot this down. Let's remember, happiness for Detroit before anybody else in the NFL right now yeah. on this day. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Got it. Thirty years and Bingo. like you know, hat t-shirt game, division game. You can take those for granted. And, you know, you went to a winning organization out of the gate. I did as well. So it wasn't, a, I'm sure, a huge deal. No, you know, hat coming in. Yeah, hat off. t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, it's in your locker. You know, Who all right, cares? boom, we got it done. Now we're thinking about wild. the playoffs. But to think about an organization, whether you've been there or not, thirty years, it, it wasn't even the NFC North at that point. And then not only did no. you do it, you did it your way. You know, you built the team, you know, him and the GM, Brad Holmes, in the identity of Dan Campbell. You go back to my, a lot of the uh, Lions fans and pull up an old tweet I had with them doing up-downs and, like, the team just looking like horse shit. Dan came up there doing up-downs. Up like, oh, yeah, this team ain't going to be worth, worth <laughs> nothing. And now to see how they've yeah. been, all the way up to this year, this draft, you just mentioned it, like the draft picks that they took, where they took them because of the positional value and all this. And then not even do you take uh, Jameer Gibbs, but then you don't even use them as much until kind of this point in the season. And now they look like a genius doing that. So just they've done it their way from the beginning. They're going to be a tough team. Obviously, some things will fix up. But to win a hat and T-shirt, man, to get that mm-hmm. division, and first one in 30 years, him bringing the old guys, you know, up to the front, that was yeah. a special moment. Right. I'm sure for that group, that's only going to bring them uh, closer. 11-4 and four right now. Like, I mean, you got to enjoy this moment. Obviously, it's, it's much more to be done. But it's a huge, huge moment for that organization. And let's pivot away from that. To what to see what happened to the Niners, man. You know, game of the weekend. Yep. It lived up to its billing and conversation yep. pieces for sure. Everybody's talking about Super Bowl preview, Super Bowl preview. Then we heard the Baltimore Ravens all week for feeling disrespected by the five five and a half point underdog situation in Santa Clara on Christmas Day. He said they don't like that. All of us were like, it's not that. I mean, it's the Niners are unstoppable. Top clock. <laughs> hey, don't, don't. I actually said that. I said, I'm picking the Niners against anybody. I love the Baltimore Ravens. I've been one of the biggest Baltimore Ravens fans, I think, publicly for a very long time. Not only because what I think about Lamar Jackson and that offense kind of coming together, but also because, like, real home field advantage there. Mm-hmm. Like, if they yeah. get it, actual home field advantage. So I'm a massive fan of them. I just thought that the Niners were unstoppable. Yep. I thought they were unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Now, I know they've lost a game. Everybody has. But they've looked now how they looked last year going into playoffs, which is a buzzsaw. If it wasn't in four, what happened against Philadelphia Eagles in the first quarter where they ended up being in a position where they couldn't even throw a pass in a game? That's tough. Mm. That's a tough thing. In a professional football game, not even being able to attempt a forward pass, that's tough. Mm. Now, it happening in the biggest game of the year, also tough. It happening away at a different place with a team that shit talks and everything – also and very good. Mm -hmm. So the Niners had to sit on that all year. They're all the way back. They're rolling. They're the team. No way they lose to the Baltimore Ravens. Well, this Baltimore Ravens team is a bunch of dogs. Yeah, so good. Holy hell. What they were able to accomplish over there. Mm -hmm. Okay, not at home. Which is certainly an advantage, and I would like to see Brock Purdy. We saw him in Cleveland. I would like to see him in Baltimore to see how it goes. Although, nice weather. Yeah. Christmas. Very nice. Everybody's talking about the lack of snow. Nice weather. Not not too shabby there. I would like to see that. Instead, they go into San Fran, into Santa Clara, and they just bully them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They just just beat them up. Now, granted, Brock Purdy had uh, a couple bad picks couple incredibly unlucky picks. Kyle Hamilton is six foot four. Let's never forget that. He's 16 yards off the ball here. He will also make plays up near the line of scrimmage and into backfield. This dude is everywhere. He's an absolute stud. Mm. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, dogs at the linebacker position. That one could have bounced literally anywhere in the 53 and the 30 Mm -hmm. except for where it did. And it's not an interception. What a game changer. But the Baltimore Ravens made it happen. That was an incredible play Mm -hmm. by them. There was another deflection for an interception that Brock Purdy threw. And you think to yourself, 
wow, this guy's unlucky. Well, a lot of people have gotten unlucky against the Baltimore Ravens. You know why? Number one defense in the league. Yep, yep. Number one defense in the league. You talk about Lamar Jackson being the favorite for the MVP right now. It's like, okay, probably not going to get it because of stats. That's just reality of the situation. But the reality of the situation is Lamar does not care. Lamar just talks about winning. Lamar negotiated his deal this past offseason only had one mindset. I want to win a Super Bowl. He already has an MVP. The defense signed. Special teams, solid. Right. And the offense has weapons all over the place, and they're only getting better. D-Butch, this Ravens team, yep. they're, the team right, they're obviously we're overreacting. Mm -hmm. That's what yep. we do. Of course. But once no, you start, once you start looking into the Baltimore Ravens, yeah. you start looking back at some of the wins they've had, how they win, how they go about handling their business, and then that culture, we talk about culture, that Ravens culture has been set for a long, oh, yeah. long time. They have a lot of chips on their shoulder, obviously, because everything that's said about everybody on that team seemingly all the time, like likely, well, he's not going to be good as Mark Andrews. It's like... He is. Yeah. He has turned into being a great outlet for Lamar. We can't wait to see them both on the field, especially in this brand new offense. Then you think about like Odell Beckham Jr. came to the team. He's getting the ball. Now he's got those Christmas cleats on. Yep. Those are your story of the night. Mm. But he's blocking downfield. Gus Edwards has 12. It's like this team's the real deal. Yeah. And once you start diving in, I think a lot of people are doing that on this particular Tuesday, D-Butch. Yeah, I mean, this, I was on this squad. From the beginning, you know, I believe in this team. Uh, you know, and coming into this week, yeah. I tell you, they were the top five of both sides of the ball, just like the Dolphins were. But I mean, this is a team decimated by injuries somewhat uh, earlier in the season on both sides of the ball. Had some slight fracture in the offseason when Lamar was trying to get his deal done with the kind of some things you never see from the Ravens culture, some players speaking out, some things going on. Then they get that figured out, and then it just hit the ground rolling. Todd Monk in his first year as an OC, Mike McDonald, his second year as a DC now, with some issues early last year, but they figured it out. You mentioned Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. You know, with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, mm -hmm. I feel like these are the two units where you got like legit off-ball backers, like kind of throwback backers who are Three down backers, don't have to take them off the field for patent situations, running situations, absolute dogs. And then on offense, they can win any type of football game. If they got to drop back and, and throw the ball around like they did against the Lions, they can do that. If they got to run and win some ugly ones, they can do that as well. So just a bunch of dogs on that team. And it's one of those teams also who you know they're listening to what's being said outside. You yeah. know they're stacking chips. They, 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 they're all looking at Lamar every week like, yo, this, we, you mentioned it last week. Like, how aren't more people talking about this guy? How, why isn't he getting talked about in prime time more and things like that? You, talk, you mentioned the stats. When you watch a play, he's just electric. And he's a game changer. You see that on, on the field week in and week out. And in his defense, I think you talked about Kyle Hamilton, the linebackers. Not a lot of household names in that secondary outside of those guys, but they play well as a unit, man. I love watching this team play. Yeah, I enjoy watching the Ravens. I, I think that was my big takeaway from last week whenever they were in primetime is how do we not have more Ravens primetime games? Yes. We hit this wall every single year. These schedule makers seem to get it right. We got great games coming up, and everything is on the matter. We appreciate that. They got big brains. They're using AI now. <laughs> Smart. You know, we know they're using AI now. Yeah. But it feels like let's not AI or overthink this. You put Lamar Jackson on primetime, it's going to be entertaining. Every single play is electrifying, even whenever refs can't backpedal. Yeah. What are we yeah. doing? What are we doing? How is this a thing? And how does this remain a safety? I get that the throw, full panic. Yeah. The, the side shot, slow motion of him. Uh, panicking halfway down and realizing that Lamar's a lot closer and it's like they quick snapped it I guess he's got to go up and get out of the way but that whole stumble you're talking about near shitting of pants I said yeah. for that ref oh, that is exactly what he's not supposed to do do not be in the way at all well let me get my legs out of nope can't do anything. What? Now, we assume Lamar Jackson is athletic enough here. If that ref oh. is not in the way, he probably runs back to the left, puts the ball in his left hand, throws <laughs> it out of bounds, passes the line of scrimmage, yep. mm -hmm. yeah. and there's no safety sure. needed for intentional grounding. Nope. Okay. But instead, we don't take into account that maybe a guy not as athletic as he should be. Sure. Him laughing afterwards, problem. I saw a lot of people saying Chase was getting him anyway. So it's like, do you know that? Yeah, come on. Do you know that with Lamar Jackson? Come on. I see Mason Rudolph there for 300 and some yards. Yeah. Okay. You don't think what? Lamar Jackson might put that ball left hand, throw it out of bounds? Chase was getting him anyways. Okay. Let's be honest. Whoa, whoa. He wasn't getting him. But no who's, the head, who's the head ref there? Uh, Bill Vinovich. Yep. He had to come in. Just imagine him, though, because he sees his guy trip Lamar. Oh, no. He's got to come in. He knows he's got to throw the flag and give the safety. And he's like, damn it. No, you don't, though. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, 
That's the refs are part of the field. I understand. I've been knocked off of coverage. I'm, they've been getting quarterback. Yeah, quarterbacks. I mean, that's on purpose, though. I mean, don't no, run. Just don't, run yards, don't run thirty yards backwards in the end zone. Okay, uh, Mason Rudolph's not as athletic as Lamar. You won't see it. Neither is Kenny Pickett, and neither is Mitch Trubisky. What's that? This is being athletic to run thirty yards backwards with guys running after you. This, like, this is a part of Lamar's game. The panic, I appreciate. <laughs> Yeah, the laughing afterwards. I I assume we got get, we still got a game yeah. to call. Yeah, he he was. You see him right after he he punches the turf because uh-huh. he knows the these refs point. get very upset. Yeah. about Good. missed calls. Whenever they're reviewed and they get overturned, we watched a guy be upset for probably five to ten minutes. Just I can't believe I got that one wrong. Yeah. Just not happy about it. We respect his professionalism, but we we can make a common sense call. Can we not? Can we not say, yeah, maybe Chase, maybe, but also. Guy tripped a court. I mean, what do you? What do we? Because those two points at this time, we Huge. thought were going to be very important. Oh yeah. We were like, hey, listen, this is going to be. What if this is what the game is decided upon? Yes. <sighs> Tough. But he's, he's obviously cutting back to the corner. <laughs> yeah. Putting that ball in his left hand, mm-hmm. jumping, spinning, throwing it out of bounds, pass the line of scrimmage, no intentional play on. To the very least. So he might get all the way around. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know if he's potentially. A lot of people saying Chase is tackling him regardless. Well, of course, when he has to run towards Chase. <laughs> yes. Because the ref's on the ground. <laughs> ref on the ground. Ref on the ground. He's getting that ball to the line of scrimmage. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Thank you, D. But you heard Tone. Tone's not the only one. Tone, there's a lot of people that are saying that on the air. Yeah. Ridiculous. That, 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 that ref was not expecting that. That was man. He oh, thought he was refing all white. Tough team. spot. The tough spot. Uh, people were saying they were. Alex. Oh yeah, that was kind of the segregation. Board. You know, Al Moore. Yeah. Alex Moore, St. Petersburg compliance manager. Oh, well. Okay. What well, let me tell you about the compliance situation. We have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's very thankful that the Ravens will go on and win that game. Oh, yeah, by a lot. Yeah. He yeah. jiu-jitsu back-rolled out of there, and yep. his first thought was, I hope this game doesn't <laughs> what come down. Oh, my God, what if they <laughs> won by two? I hope this game doesn't come down to that. Let's talk about another team that, ooh, oh, no. I don't like it. Oh, who's Uh-oh. this? I don't like that we have to do this. Uh-oh. How to do it. Did we just see a dynasty? Fall, 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 fall. Fall, 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 fall. Fall, 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 fall. Feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. A little bit. Taylor Swift was there. She walked in with Santa Claus. She did. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift walked into the game mm-hmm. on Christmas with Santa Claus. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Big news. Taylor Swift's at the game. Bigger news. Santa Claus, see also at the game. All yeah. oh, this was going to be it. This was going to be gigantic. The Chiefs were going to secure another playoff spot. They were going to secure another AFC West. Mm -hmm. They were going to do exactly what they've done for the last six years, seemingly. This is Chiefs season. This is Patrick Mahomes' time. This is Travis Kelsey dancing all over faces. Ah! And all they got to do is beat the Raiders. Raiders roll. When the weather's on your mind, make sure the buzz is on your radio. 103.7 The Buzz. Okay, that's all they had to do. You probably win. They did that. Yeah. No Josh Jacobs. They did that. Chiefs look terrible, bro. Yeah, very bad. But it's not just how they look on the field. With all the good juju around the team, Santa Claus, yeah. Scott Calvin, right. Taylor Swift, Swifties, obviously Brittany Mahomes, beloved. Mm-hmm. Stone Street. Stone Street, always there. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, the Netflix thing, awesome. Yes. Became a big fan of Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. With all the good vibes... And all the good that has happened, feels like the football gods are not blessing these Kansas City Chiefs either. No. Yesterday was one of the windiest games I think I've ever seen. Now, they didn't talk about it much, but it did feel, whenever you see Travis Kelsey moving late, Devontae Adams moving his hands late, balls got kind of floating and hovering, you would assume it was pretty gusty mm-hmm. out there, not to make like kicks missed and things like that. But also, football gods just... Oh, boy. They're done with them. Not about it. Did you see how mad Travis Kelsey got? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Travis Kelsey came off on the sideline after another three and out and chucked his helmet. This mm. dude has the number one sports podcast on earth. Then yeah, he broke it. This guy's got, Jeez. he's been on TV 364 times more for advertising. Commercials than any- more commercial than Jake from State Farm. Yeah. State Farm's like one of the number one NFL acts. Well, this guy's on more. Jake's job. Third down, we're off the field. We're spiking. Uh, oh, no. Tommy Townsend says, I'm going to complete a 24 yard pass in the windiest conditions on earth. Oh, I need my football game. Andy Reid says, don't give him his football helmet yet. Let me give him a little. Hey, I'm going to give you a noogie, actually. Wake up. Yeah. Travis Kelsey wasn't the only one, man. No. Uh-uh. Oh, no. 
We haven't seen Patrick Mahomes different than we've ever seen Patrick Mahomes. Here's Patrick Mahomes chewing out the offensive line. Oh. Now, it didn't become a Derek Carr, Saints Center no. situation, no. boy, where they thought about fighting him. They listened to him. They respect him. Obviously, Tooney respects him. We've won a Super Bowl together. That's Patrick Mahomes. You can go ahead and get out whatever you want to get out. But Patrick Mahomes now, numerous times over the last couple of weeks during Chief season, whenever football matters, they got to play their best football. Losing is cool. Yeah. Oh, no. This is cool Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It's not so cool anymore. It's his season. You know who else is bummed out? Who? <sighs> Taylor Swift, Brittany Mahomes. These two new best friends, they got handshakes. Oh, no. They travel to games no. together. Oh. Did someone just die? Bummer. Oh, no. Yeah. Potentially a dynasty. Yeah. Jeez. Now, Taylor Swift saying to Brittany, Brittany is more life just a football game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not for me. I'm worth like four or five billion dollars. Yep. Mm-hmm. I sold every stadium. I got hits after hits and Bye. everything like that. But watching how like committed Taylor Swift is to the Chiefs, it's awesome. Really incredible. Cool. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Which is why I don't like that they're not winning because this situation happening in the playoffs with 40, 50, Bye. 60 Bye. million people watching is good for the NFL. But it's not just that everybody's bummed out. Mm-hmm. How about the football gods just dumping all over them? Did you see Pacheco hop up on the train table? Oh, yeah. Tough. Oh, man, I just got kneed in the head by a teammate. Boom. Oh, my God. Table can't even stand. Another concussion. So what can go wrong did go wrong Jeez. and is currently going wrong for the Kansas City Chiefs. And we're in a place that we haven't been in a long, long time. I think this year is potentially a, we're going to sit this one out here for the Kansas City oh. Chiefs. Ooh. And I don't like that. At all, Ty Schmidt. Yeah, I mean, it's a backbreaker. Because like you said, you know, we've never seen this in terms of, like, the body language and all the stuff. I mean, these guys are always having the most fun, you know. Mahomes laughing, giggling. It's always, you know, talking about his brother doing the TikToks and all that kind of stuff. How bad we hate him. Exactly. He's ruining everything. (laughs) Kelsey, the guy honestly looks like he's never had a bad day in his life until these last couple weeks. And then now it's just... Even when he's getting a shot. Yeah. Which hurts. Hurts. He's... You know, yeah, you that's know, Travis Kelsey. Well, near near once, He's always happy. Yeah, always sure. happy. Literally. Patrick Mahomes, always happy. Always happy. Yeah. That's always like what it has been. And now, you know, unfortunately, we're going to get all the, oh, this is all Taylor's fault. When she's just up there wearing a, a monogrammed 87 Santa hat, just trying to cheer her man on. The internet right. was saying she was the Grinch and she stole the Kansas City Chiefs happiness. No, they were also saying oh. she was uh, what? Yeah, the, Yoko Ono. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't like that at all. It's absurd. Whatever greatness gets the added agent, to greatness, it's good things. What's that? Uh, I saw it on my Twitter that she was like a deep agent for the Eagles as well. Oh, is that why? Well, the Eagles need a little help. They need yeah. to get her and Big Dom back there yeah, if that's the too. case. Yeah. I jumped off the Chiefs uh, last week, though. Couple. Sorry, yeah, it's though. been like this all year. Yeah, that's all I think we should also talk about how good the Raiders are. Yes, Raiders. That Raiders defense. Yeah, stop. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, two touchdowns within a matter of seven seconds on the one play. They just dropped the ball during a handoff. Yeah. And on the other play, it's a. I think the wind gust was maybe seventy-eight uh, miles. Let's out. not do that. I think it was seventy-eight uh, miles. Out. It might have been. I think the wind not, gust was no, seventy-eight miles out. Remember, a couple weeks ago, Patrick Mahomes was sick. Was yeah. Sick. Now he's got seventy-eight mile wind gust. That's why he's so upset to the guys. He's like, "Hey guys, we were on ball seventy-eight mile wind gust." That's what he was saying the offensive line. I can't believe I didn't think of that. And once again, he was going to give the ball to the kid, but then an adult tried to steal it. He said, neither of you get it. How about that? Mm -hmm. It's a pick six for Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to keep this one. Merry Christmas. Raiders, phenomenal. Need to be talked about. But the conversation is certainly, are the Chiefs dead? Now let's pivot away from the NFL. Let's go to the NBA because they had a day yesterday. Yes, they did. Yesterday used to be their day. Mm -hmm. And Jolly Olds, Roger Goodell, says our day now. That's right. It's our day now. We got three games in the primetime one yep. where you guys got Braun Celtics school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lakers Celtics, we yeah, got big fan. We got Super Bowl preview. Mm-hmm. We got Lamar Jackson taking on San Francisco 49ers. Good luck over there. But there was a lot of people that watch NBA. Mm-hmm. We were not one of them. So joining us now is a man who played 16 years in the NBA. Is an NBA analyst and pundit on ESPN. Friend of the program, ladies and gentlemen, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. Perk. Perk. Big Perk, how you doing, man? Uh, tired as hell. Tired as hell. Look, look. I worked. I worked a, a thirteen-hour shift yesterday on Christmas Day, but I, I enjoyed every minute of it. I enjoyed every minute. Of it. You know, know what happens when you get Christmas and basketball? 
<laughs> on the same day, you get me. Okay. You get me all day long. That's the great thing for the world. We like that from Santa Perk, you know. Uh, yeah. Now, people are saying you work 13 hours on Christmas so that you don't have to stare at that white Santa Claus all day. Now, that is what people, yeah, Perk, Perk, that's what people are saying. But I did, I did catch you guys on TV yesterday, and I thought you did a fantastic job, by the way. And you deserve some flowers for that being a holiday uh -huh. and committing that many hours to watch it. We appreciate Hey, Perk. Hell yeah. Thank you, and a lot of people are going on vacation after that day. Instead, you're right back in the studio, especially joining us. Let's dive in. What happened yesterday that we need to know about? I seen that LeBron was down and out. Then he swats somebody, but his teammate gets a penalty. The Celtics end up dominating. What's the big storyline coming out of yesterday, Big Perk? Well, it's a few. It's a few. Starting off with the Celtics like the game, right? Because that was the marquee matchup on the first Christmas Day. And the Celtics proved to me and the rest of the world that they're the best team in the NBA. Oh, I'm not just, you don't say. And, yes, and I'm not just basing this off of what they did yesterday to the Lakers. I'm talking about the clean sweep that they had mm -hmm. for us in L.A. They beat the brakes off the Clippers. And then to come in and do what they did, look, when I look at that starting five with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Derek White, Drew right. Holiday, Pazegas, that is so electrifying. And I know all the people, the naysayers are saying they shoot too many threes. I was one of them. But I'm a believer in their three-point shooting. And I'm a believer in their perimeter defense. This team should be favored to win it all. West Virginia coach, right? Yes, Joe Missoula. Fantastic. Dog. 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 Joe Missoula, absolute dog getting it figured out. I understand uh, that people think about, you know, shooting too many threes because at West Virginia, before Joe Missoula, Beeline was there. Mm -hmm. And whenever we were hot, you know, Pitt Snoggle and the boys, yeah. we were on a run. You run into a night where you're cold, though, or a series where you're cold, all of a sudden it ends. You're saying they got big enough. They're big enough in the paint. They run good enough offense where even if they do get cold, we're going to win still, the Celtics. Yeah, because... Because one thing about it, they're a top five team offensively. We're a top three team offensively, and they're a top three team defensively. And we all know in order to win the championship, you got to defend. And when I just think of Derek White and Drew Holiday, I'm talking about when I say pests, those guys are professional pests when it comes to hounding the ball. And they do other things in the interior. Like they may be 6'4 and 6'5, but they play 7-1 at times. Their ability to rebound in traffic, block shots. And I, I will say this. I've been very, very critical of Joe Mazzula since he's taken over the job. But I will say this. i got to give him his flowers because he's doing it his way, and his way is working. And right now, right now the Celtics own people ass like back pockets. Ooh, <laughs> like that. I like that. Hey, Park, I love everything you're speaking right now about Joe Mazzulla. Yeah. He was so young, dropped in there. Yeah, oh. like, previous coach, why, it was just, oh, he's throwing oh, yeah, around. It may you doke. No, no. Yeah. He's throwing yeah. around the whole building, right? Yeah, his problem was he hated wearing pants. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. And just happened to. That's, that's what uh, happens. So then Joe Mazzulla gets plugged in. Congratulations. Yep. Right. Because that guy, like, coach of the year type conversation, right? Yeah, Udoka won coach of the year, and then Missoula finalist coach of the year. So this guy gets dropped in in the middle of that whole situation. Like, yeah, you're next. And now here they are, number one team in the league, says mm -hmm. Perk. Good uh -huh. on you, Joe. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Perk, another team who's been at the top for a little bit now was the Denver Nuggets. And there was a kind of pregame warm up that kind of hit the internet this week in the yoke. It's basically just throwing up air balls and not really giving a damn about anything that isn't inside those four quarters. Uh, are they going to go on a run again here? And was yesterday one of the bigger times where you think the Warriors missed Draymond more than ever because of how Aaron Gordon and Jokic played inside? Yesterday was all about the Nuggets. And they just reminded us why, why they are the defending champs. I mean, they're coasting through the season. And, 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 you know, rightfully so, right? They're just saying we want to get to the playoffs. Once we get to the postseason, we know what to do. We have our two superstars in Jokic and Murray. We have our other core pieces in Caldwell Pope and, and Aaron Gordon. We have Reggie Jackson who's going to come off the bench and provide what we need to, need to provide. We also have Christian Braun who has been there. They have the experience. They have the IQ. All they're saying is, is that we're just going to win games. We don't. We want to fly under the radar, 
And like Michael Malone said, hell, we're trying to be a dynasty. So that's what they're trying to be. They don't give a damn about the regular season, but they're going to win games. You're talking about Daddy Mike Malone? Yeah, the warm-up of uh, Joker. <laughs> he hit the internet yesterday. He's phenomenal. Not only him just lacks it. Let me go ahead and put this off the roof and hit nothing. <laughs> that's the best player in basketball right there, by the way. Best player in basketball. Uh, do it over to – let me see – yeah, no. You think you'd make that, by the way? Yeah, mm -hmm. here's, that's like the video you would normally think would Ooh. hit the internet. It's him just nonchalantly making it all. Nope. There's another video of him spinning the ball on his finger while he's chewing his nails. He's mm -hmm. just sitting down. Ball ends up hitting him in the head, and he's like, Ugh. and then he just yeah, he just enjoying Christmas Day. Loves life. Yep. Love watching him play mm -hmm. ball. Last question here for you from D. Buck. Go ahead. Let Bob. me ask you about uh, KD. So a report came out yesterday, I believe, about him being frustrated with what's going on in Phoenix. Also saw Devin Booker kind of getting into it a little bit with his teammates. Everything good out there in Phoenix? Oh, I don't like that. Uh oh, hell no, <laughs> hell no. And, and, and KD need to start with himself. He need to be frustrated with himself. Look, KD is the only guy on that roster, I believe. Yeah, that has a championship. So with that being said, just like when he went to Golden State and all of a sudden Draymond Green and, and, and Steph Curry and, and Steve Kerr, the coaches, taught him how to, to, to win at a high level, he needs to take that same energy to Phoenix. He has to be the leader. And I'm not just saying go out there and score 40. That's part of it. But go out there and actually be a vocal leader. Katie body language last night was horrible all across the board. And he, but what people don't realize is that, and this is in any sport, when you have body language, that affects your teammates. Oh, yeah. your, your bad body language affects your teammates. I saw Kevin Durant not sprint back in transition. I saw him turning the ball over. Mm -hmm. I saw him complaining with the refs. Oh. If you're doing that and you're supposed to be the leader of this team, an extension of Frank Vogel, then all of a sudden, everybody else go follow. Here's the problem that I have, another problem. Mm -hmm. Eric Gordon, okay, who is on a vet minimum, had some comments a, a couple of days ago about, you know, being more of a focal point in the offense and things to that nature. If, you have a, if you're doing your job as a leader in that locker room, guys that are on the vet minimum, that's a role player, they're, they're not coming out saying those type of things. Booking Kevin Durant is enough. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Park, we appreciate yeah. you, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate you, Park. Thank you, buddy. All appreciate right. Appreciate we'll... y'all. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All right, we'll see you all in about three. Take three. three. Someone in this world. Signed by the 1948 All-Star Team. So I've called in a specialist. An ease specialist. Okay, let's start with what we do know. Geico makes it easy to bundle coverage for your car and home. Yeah, even precious sports memorabilia. What a relief. Let's get back to charades. But I was also going to crack the case. Well... I'm pretty sure it's true. Me? It's easy to bundle your home and car. It's easy to Geico. All right, Sheila. Are you throwing a dress like a dad party, a birthday brunch, or a vow renewal for your dog? Yes. Yeah. The right drinks to live it for any party. Drizzly. We need a small business loan fast. I got this. Loan Kenneth! There's a better way to get a fast small business loan. Go to ondeck.com. And if approved, get your funds as soon as the same day. Your loan is on deck. You see this Don Perignon? I'm offering this to the next team that goes unbeaten. All over the land on this Sunday night, the champagne corks have been popping. <laughs> champagne on ice somewhere. So come get this champagne. All you gotta do is beat everybody. <laughs> Homeowners, when your water or sewer line breaks, it's expensive and often not covered by basic homeowners insurance. You could pay thousands. Finding a good contractor can be tough. What, this guy doing the job? With a plan from HomeServe, call us. We'll send a 